So what's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to today's show. It's going to be December the 19th, Thursday. How is everyone doing? Recording this at 12.30 p.m. It's midday hours. Um, Stepping into the p.m., that's going to be also Eastern Time, taking place in Washington, D.C. area. Virginia to be exact, uh, Northern Virginia, that'll break down, it's kind of intricate, I guess, when you uh, look at it from those who are in other parts of the country, it kind of can be a, we're a tri-state area, uh, composed of the District of Columbia, Maryland, and D.C., so Maryland sits to the north, of course, familiar geography, while Virginia falls to the south. And D.C. kind of falls right in the middle of those. And then we use a beltway, which loops the entire uh, tri-states. So, a little tidbit for those geography, uh, those geography people. And we are going to dive right in to another segment of We Talk, You Listen. This is, again... Your host, Wendell Fleming, coming to you from the midday. I want to start off this video I saw. Well, not even the video. First of all, entertainment news-wise, urban news, biggest news I've seen, Takashi 69 gets 24 months in prison. He's already served 13. So, that guy telling on everyone he ran with and information he had heard through the grapevine shaved off mm, 40 I think he's looking at what 47 years something like that but basically a lifetime sentence a stone cold lifetime sentence for racketeering and criminal enterprise and, and kidnapping you know all these things this dude was looking at substantial jail time and pretty much the rest of his life behind bars. And he didn't beat the case. He didn't OJ it. But he, he, he got his life back. So I'm not saying I'm condoning. Let, let's, let's just make my point clear first. Before I ruffle the feathers. He can't ever claim to be a real nigga. (laughs) Just to use that phrase. He can't ever ever say that again. Like, if he's ever caught saying that, like, people just need to, hey man, that's not your line. That's, no. You you read the other, yeah, that's your character. No, those aren't your lines. Real, Real shit? Nah, that's not you. That's not you, bro. So, He can't ever do that again. What he did was snitching. But, well, past tense then, I guess. He snitched, but whatever. Let's let's dive into the topic of snitching. Now, I am not a proponent of snitching. But I think people define snitching as something that it's not. 
And I also think that's what's wrong with more of the 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 minority communities that condone the gang violence and that perpetuate. Okay, those are actually no. I, I just let me take that back. There's no one community I could imagine in the on this world that I could imagine perpetuating gang violence and violence. So let me not say that. There's no community in my mind that or that I could even think of that's actively promoting like, hey, this is gangland. Come be a part of violence and crime. But the communities that are riddled by violence, crime, gang activity, uh, just just pure higher crime rates are the communities that tend to harbor that no snitching mantra. And that is where I think the confusion comes. If there's a guy, if there's a guy breaking in cars, smashing windows at night, what on earth am I paying tax dollars for if not to call the police and tell them to, hey, stop this little vagrant or old vagrant from damaging my property and the property of my neighbors. My neighbor's children have to go to school. See, that's the part. When people stop giving a a rip about everyone else, then yeah, I could see no snitching. I can see that. I get that. Because when you stop caring about your neighbor and only worrying about yourself, then I understand that. Because it's not your business at that point. It's not your business how bad your neighbor's life is. It's only your business what's going on with you and your household. And to a strong degree, that's true. But to run a successful community, that can't be true. If you don't care about your community, who's in it and what they're doing in it, I wouldn't want to live in your community. I wouldn't want to be a part of that atmosphere. I don't want anything to do with that. Because I want to be a part of my community and not a negative part. I don't want to turn the other cheek to the negative parts. That's what's wrong. That's what's not okay. People define snitching as just calling the police. What? Look, snitching is what Takashi did. If I, if I call up my friends, we go out and we do unspeakable things. We commit crimes up and down the East Coast and we go into that together. 
And if we all go down, or if even I go down, or even if I don't go down, I start telling what I know to law enforcement. That is snitching. That is tattletelling. That is not cool. That's unacceptable. Because you're betraying people then. Who the hell am I betraying? By letting the police know that there's someone that broke into my house, help me find this son of a bitch. What do I owe the motherfucker that broke into my house? Oh, oh, for the for the motherfucker that's gonna handle it themselves, though, right? Let's counter that one, because I know that person's out there listening. So I now become the justice system, right? I'm probably not sure how you'd handle it, but probably gonna handle it with violence. So instead of making a phone call and letting someone else do their job that I pay them for, I will take my free time or create time to go commit another crime and to put harm on another human being who probably deserves it. That's asinine to me. You know, it's funny. Police are not terrible in all communities. Police don't do a lot a lot of times. Let's say that. And they do a lot sometimes. If that's the floor. If that's the floor of the argument. I'll give it that. Won't even start 50-50. Because I honestly think a lot of people out there listening perpetuated through the media. That's all you're hammered in. The videos you see, the police are useless. They're not useless. That's my argument. Do I like the police? I'm just neutral. I don't go out here really committing crimes. And if I was in the commission of a crime, I'm not so naive to understand what I contributed to the situation. But anyway, police do a lot. I mean, let's, I'm sorry, the floor is the police don't necessarily always do a lot. I say a lot of burglaries, and you're like, yeah, they never caught the burglar. Fine. And I get that. I've been victim of a robbery. Police never came to me with anything. If anything, I was chastised for not having more information. I was made feel like I was the one also A in the wrong or in commission of a crime or conspiring against something. I get that police suck. I get that they're not ideal. But the idea of hating the entire system put in place that separates us from a third world country where people can do whatever they want and people can make their own militias and come and take all of your stuff and there's nobody to tell about it, that is crazy to me. 
how no one takes the time to really appreciate what makes America great. And part of what makes America great is the justice system. And part of what makes America not ideal is also the justice system. Hence, the blindfold on her face, covering her eyes, and the two scale. Well, the one scale, whatever. Because it ain't perfect, and then it is. Accept what we are. That's who we are, and that makes us better. The lack of appreciation for just going with what the media spews at you and tells you in the level that people refuse to think at boggles my mind. If someone breaks in my car, I'd like to call people who have fingerprint technology. That's just me. I'd like to talk to people who may have video access to surveillance, access to video surveillance, but that's just me. I mean, don't know what to tell you. So doing podcasts, they can happen all times of the night, any time in the morning. I work jobs where I've had to get up as early as 4 a.m. I've had jobs where I had to be somewhere as early as 4 a.m. And you know what saved me? My coffee. But you know what I didn't like? That cool down period that I had to wait when it came steaming hot and ready for me to go. So I would take, uh, you know, ice cubes sometimes. And then I'd end up watering down my brew. Couldn't get the right ratio to that flavor and kick and punch I like. Well, now I have to worry about that no more. I have a product that I have found and that's found me and it works perfect for my life. It's called the cold cup. At the bottom, it's a little teeny generator. You won't ever hear it, you won't notice it. It's actually pretty neat looking. What's happening with that cold cup? It's chilling. I struggle with things like that no more. But what I do have in my life is now my perfect coffee blend. I take it in 7-Eleven with me. They don't mind. I pay for the coffee that I take out and then I have it chilled at the right temperature as soon as I want to intake it. It's nothing like it. It's nothing more amazing. I suggest you go on Amazon, order your cold cup. You know where else you can find them? At your local Walmart or Target. There's no reason that you don't have a cold cup if you are a coffee or tea drinker. You enjoy hot beverages. Hot beverages will no longer have to sit and become dull. So, first topic we dove into was stop snitching. Right? The whole snitching epidemic. The epidemic that riddles crime-ridden communities. Well, they're probably crime-ridden because they condone the idea that telling on a burglar is wrong and that the police should not be held to their job. No one likes to see lazy police, right? You see police sitting around, like, man, I'm cops ain't going, doing something. Because no one wants to call them. That's why. Because no one wants to tell them about what's going on in their community or be seen talking to them. That's a problem. So, 
If you don't see that as a problem, I, I strongly question you as a member of this society. If you, that's just me. I find it very hard where you get in. You know what I mean? Like you have resources available to you. I I don't get it. So I mean, maybe bad past experiences or bad stories from people, I guess. I don't know, but I mean, I got bad stories from the DMV. I wanna drive, so I go there. Like I got bad stories from freaking how chicken nuggets are made. You know, and I eat chicken nuggets. So, I mean, that's just me. I don't know. Um, want to spear now into this crazy story about the Jacksonville Jaguars and their former vice president of and player operations, Tom Coughlin. I'm a Tom Coughlin guy. Let's start there. So, when I heard these allegations, I was... Taken back, but not. I'm still on. I'm still on the Tom Coughlin uh, uh, parade, flu, whatever, whatever those things are to come down. I'm still on bandwagons, whatever. I'm still on that. I'm still rolling with Tom. But the allegations are: Tom Coughlin was imposing illegal, not illegal, but imposing hefty fines on players that were outside of the player negotiations that they did with the NFL Players Association. So basically, if if you know anything about union jobs, the NFL is a union-based uh, company. So there's a separation of powers between employee and management. So what management was doing to the players was outside of what was agreed upon when they sat down and bargained uh, outside of that time frame. Uh, I mean, not outside of that time frame. He was going outside of what was agreed upon to be maximum fines uh, imposed on players. And these were crazy fines. They got a $700,000 tab of fines for a player. Like, think about that. $700,000. $700,000. And I don't care how much these guys make. it's not all it's a very 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 small portion of this population that seven hundred thousand dollars is just not gonna matter to like not matter just like here here's it back here's it back and especially in their profession where they're putting their bodies on the line and where they're pretty much compromising their health later down the line especially physically and their ability to get around so, like seven hundred, he'll need that seven hundred thousand dollars when he's retired. Trust me, in some form or fashion, or his children will need it. Or his, you can't tell me in his life he wouldn't have found a would have been a good use, bad use. I don't know, but he wouldn't have found a use for that seven hundred thousand dollars. You're crazy, and guys getting fined for things like sitting on the bench if they're inactive, like literally tidbit things that you wouldn't think were a finable, but B the amount of money that was being fined to these players. It was insane. 
the things I heard. So they fired Tom Coughlin. I'm a Coughlin guy, like I opened up saying. And I'm still a Coughlin guy. Despite Deontay Flowers being 700,000 pounds lighter, (laughs) I'm still a Coughlin guy. Because I'm about culture, but maybe I'm a dinosaur. He was trying to breed culture in a franchise that struggled with culture, that struggled with discipline, that struggled with getting production out of their players. And in a progressive league, where the in a progressive time, honestly, where stuff's just getting a lot looser, players getting bigger voices, the, the standard players are being held to, is declining. Well, the standard that they're being held to declining, but the rise is on their getting bigger voices and the rise is on their brands building and the discipline actually lightening up. I'm with a guy that wants to impose professional behavior from players. Now, I'm not a person who would define that by image. And I'm not saying Tom was in that uh, that category. I'm all for freedom of expression through looks. But I'm also for professionalism when it comes to your behavior and the way you carry yourself. So I wouldn't be very strict on a uniform policy as a company. But I'd be mindful who I employ and I'd be mindful that they are accountable for their actions. But even over that, make good decisions. And in that order as well. We're human. We'll make mistakes. But I can live with a person who's going to own up to their mistakes because nine times out of ten, that person's going to fix them. Or want to fix them. They're not denying them. Or acting that the mistake isn't even theirs or part of it. And then the idea that they think clearly and make good decisions. They won't be making a lot of mistakes. And to me that's professionalism. Not doing the little stupid things. Not sitting on the bench when you're an actor. Just knowing little respect things. When David Stern implemented the the dress code to the NBA on the sidelines, man, I was I wasn't against that. You guys are a brand. Individually, bigger than the league. Arguably the biggest star league in all of sports. You have to act accordingly. It's a cartoon. But man, if that line doesn't resonate 
from the amazing Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm a firm believer in that. If you're not a lighthouse and you're at the top of your organization or you're a figurehead in some form or fashion and you think you're just a regular guy who can do or say anything or you're a regular woman who can say whatever she wants and flaunt however she wants or, or whatever the case may be, you are crazy. You're crazy. If you think appearance doesn't matter. If you think being professional has gone out of style, you're nuts. So, back to Coughlin. He's out of a job. My team needs stability. If you didn't know, I'm a Redskin fan. I want Tom Coughlin, not back on the sidelines. I want Tom Coughlin doing Bruce Allen's job. That's what I want for Christmas. So, didn't breed a lot of success when he went back in that fashion. Jaguars did make the AFC Championship game just a couple years back. But overall, didn't have a lot of success. That probably factored into it. But. It is what it is, I guess. And that's a bad term to use in radio or broadcasting, but. The facts are what they are. Old guy put a bunch of fines on people. Hit guys where it hurts. And it didn't change the culture. But I'm still a coughing guy. I'm still a firm believer that a strong base, people held accountable for what they do, getting through the players that might not get it, that's the way to go. That's the way to do it. That's how you breed success. That is how you breed success. He was just not successful. But I, I have no quarrels with hitting guys where it hurts, hitting gals where it hurts, hitting people where they get it. This was in their wallets. Now I'm thumbing those guys and I like to play devil's advocate. Now if I'm Dante Flowers. And I'm just getting beat on with fines and fines and fines on top of fines. Some of it might be me. And then some of it may be the organization targeting me. So I'm not oblivious to that. I'm not going to sit here and act like that's not a possibility. That's a possibility. That they were just hammering on Dante Flowers. That they were hammering on Calais Campbell. That they were hammering on Ramsey. So, not 
saying the, the people at the top couldn't possibly have made wrong choices in this matter. But I am saying I'm siding with the guy that was at the top. And the way he operates his business is the way I like businesses operated. So, with that said, we are now segueing into a new, 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 very new, and very interesting segment on this show. It's going to be the random world star hip hop video description. I'm still a world star guy. I like to intake about, let's say, I'm a 40% gamer, about 20% educational YouTube watcher, 30% uh, sports intaker. Mainly the Washington Redskins. And then. Probably that 10% ratchet. (laughs) That 10%. That's just ratchet. Just straight up internet garbage. (laughs) I, I have a fix for it. Watching stupid shit people do. Watching dumb shit. Now, I'm not as big on the fight videos anymore. I'm not a huge perpetual. I'm not even huge. I'm, I'm really, at all means, I I despise violence. Like, violence is pointless, senseless, in most cases. Some cases, necessary. And, and those cases, to me, are also deemed about respect. Doesn't have to be just someone attacking you and then violence is then warranted. No, there are cases where respect warrants violence. There are cases where people need their fucking ass beat. Not saying that, but overall, I don't condone it. I don't advocate it. Like, let's go knock some motherfuckers out tonight. No, no. People who think like that are savages. They don't belong in a civilized society, but I enjoy just the urban news side of it, the 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 teacher-student arguments, and all the tidbits that you get, the the crazy arrest videos, the 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 Bronx girl faking her own kidnapping, like you know what I mean, like this stuff is good. Now, the Bronx chick faking her kidnapping might dive into that one. That might just be what we dive into because that is amazing to me. The girl started an Amber Alert. An Amber Alert was put out for this world. Do you understand how far those things reach? Do you understand that that's like serious? <laughs> I don't even I don't know her motive she won't talk she won't talk 
if you're unfamiliar with the story, there's a 16 year old girl who was supposedly kidnapped in front of her mother, walking down the street. It's out. And, and I hate to do the Jesse Smollett, whatever, Juice Smoulier, to, to quote my man uh, Dave Chappelle. I hate to make that comparison and say that the stories do sound funny once you realize that they're a hoax, but it sounded fishy that a, a 16-year-old woman, girl, could be kidnapped in front of her mother. It's possible. But is it likely? And that's pretty much how I assess things I hear in life. When I hear stories people tell, that's how I judge the validity of their story. Is it possible? And then is it likely? So when I first heard it, it wasn't alarmingly unlikely. But in the back of your mind, I'm sure a part of you said, odd though right in front of her mom it's a little strange so turns out girl was not kidnapped she was not kidnapped at all she actually wanted to run away from home all of hopes all of freaking effort to not communicate. All these people. It's five involved. It's the young lady and four accomplices. All of them should be prosecuted. <laughs> this is not this is not this is not okay to do. This is not okay to do. It's ridiculous. I don't know why she didn't want to be at home. I don't know what's going on in her life. But the outlet of recruiting four other people who I'm assuming are adults, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping if they are adults, <laughs> they're extremely young adults, into staging a kidnapping. Come on, man. Like, there are outlets. There are people, and I'm not saying the people or outlets available to this young woman would have solved her issue. But I am saying that the, the, the choice she made damn sure wasn't going to solve the issue. So I, I'm come on. Like seriously, seriously kidnapping staging a kidnapping. Can't.
next video. Just scroll down. Ah, this one I like. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mark Curry calls Steve Harvey on the Donnie Simpson show a bitch ass nigga. You taking food out my mouth for stealing his jokes. He said Steve Harvey stole his Halloween routine. And used it on his show. Now, Mark Curry claims that he's had that material and that he's used it because he's lived it. Like he said, that's pretty much stuff that's actually happened to him. I'm not familiar with the material, but he rags on Harvey for stealing his material and then further gets on him for losing his show. I wasn't familiar with that either. I haven't confirmed that. I thought the Steve Harvey show was doing pretty well. But then, now that I think about it also, if you're into daytime television, you are struggling. If you're a producer for a daytime television show, more power to you. More power to you, brother or sister. More power to you. Because I don't know how you get sleep at night. Trying to get ratings in for midday television. It'll boggle my mind. If it's not a kid's cartoon or a game show, whatever. But um, that was interesting to me. So he's calling out Steve Harvey. Uh, Didn't know Mark Curry was even still in in comedy, but I guess you had to assume it. Can't see why he would got out of comedy. Kevin Hart has a new, uh, actually it's a documentary coming out. So I don't think it's going to be a stand-up. Uh, which is kind of disappointing. I really don't want to see a documentary about a rich guy driving around being rich, but I guess he's going to stem through the accident and how he's bounced back from that was, um, which is smart. I'm not going to knock him for that. He had a life threatening situation happened to him. Now he's going to make money off it. So that's smart to do. There's nothing uh, not smart about that. There's a video on here that disturbs me a little bit. It's culturally, uh, I wouldn't do it. Nah, I wouldn't do it. I would do it too. That's that shows it. I'm a guy that makes bad decisions at times, but I think I'm a good person because I can do what I just did. Now I am not holier than thou. I literally look at situations and be honest with myself. And I can also sit here on a podcast and let you know that I'm being a hundred percent honest with you, the listener. I'm not going to sit here and act like there are levels and things that I won't cross or won't do, or I am just better than I have my moments. I have just as many nigga moments as anyone else out there. I have just as many stupid ass moments as anyone out there. But what I also do try to clean those up. And I also try to set a bar for myself that continuously is on the rise. I'm not going to just keep the floor where the floor is. I'll never get any better. See, if I continuously raise the floor of my personality, I will continually graduate into a better person. So that's my goal. I'm still working on it. But anyway, there's a video 
when I was a kid, probably 16, maybe it could be 17, I don't know. Doesn't look a day old. Doesn't look a day over 18, I'll put it that way. Does not look a day over 18, but he does look to be over the age of 14. So he's somewhere in the middle of that range. Anyway, there's a house party going on. Looks like a bunch of adults. Everyone else looks fully mature. And they got strippers. And they have this. She does have, she has a, I'm trying to think of her ass is nice. It's not, it's not the best ass, but it, but it's fat. Right. She is, she's pretty fat. Uh, she, she has no, no breast at all, but the chick is fat. Um, I'd hit. I'm not into the tattoos. I ain't into chicks with all the tats. That's just me. I like to see your skin. That's just me. She's covering tats. So that, yeah, not really my cup. But what I will say, I'd hit. Uh, so she's like twerking on the kid. He, this kid's in a corner. He's in a corner. He looks frightened. He looks like he's being robbed. Like he is clutching both his hands together. His face is visibly in fear. He's not shaking. That's the only thing he's not doing. But he is stiff as a statue. He is in this corner. She starts face dancing with him. You know, shaking her ass towards the camera. Then she goes, she's turn around, twerks on him. Pretty much is uh, just freaking him on the wall. And then what you get is this random hand come into the shot. Boom. Hand full of ones. Somebody just hands the kid about 40 ones. Now he's really shook. He doesn't even take them. Doesn't unclench his hands. He's shaking his head like, no, I do not want the ones. I'm not trying to propel this situation into anything more than what it is. I'm hoping for the situation to stop. He's con- he continues to get the money shoved pretty much into his chest. Here, take it. Here, take it. Here, take it. So eventually what he does is he takes the money and he then is told and instructed to start throwing the money at her. While all the, all the while, she's still pretty much freaking on him on the wall. So come on for a little bit, shake that thing in front of him, and then go back to freaking on him. So he's got the money. She comes off him. Ass just sprawled. Shaking all around this dude. And honestly, I've been to I countless strip clubs in my day. That was like my thing. Like that was, I was that guy. I was like strip club guy, like taking girls home, like, that was me, like, I was that dude, right, for his strip club etiquette, as far, not etiquette, no, I'm sorry, his dollar bill throwing skills, he was a natural, he was a natural one dollar flicker, he had a pretty good form on that, uh, 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 right tempo, uh, because I've seen some, uh, not everyone has strip club etiquette, and that may be a, a fun topic to dive into on another day. Not everyone has good strip club etiquette, but his form for throwing that, that dollar bill was, uh, those dollar bills was, I'd say one to 10. And especially from looking like it was his first time doing it. I'd have gave him a nine. No, I, I, I gave him a nine. I gave him a nine. Only eight and a half. He just lacked the charisma, but that's natural because he's, he's, he's freaking terrified. He's doing what he has to do to get out the situation. So, but if he was comfortable, uh, natural, straight up natural. So that was another interesting video. Um, Close it out with uh, more holiday wishes. I'm going to keep wishing those holiday wishes because we are counting down. 
to the decade of 2020 that is on the horizon. Hoping to see that. I'm always staying, uh, just staying with my mind geared towards the future. Get yourself a plan, guys. Just make yourself a plan, whether it's whether it succeeds or doesn't. Just have something you're gearing towards. Um, I can't stress how important that is because that's what separates us from the animal kingdom, in my opinion, anyway, is that ability to think process, but then also gear towards our future. Animals are geared towards survival. We can gear towards goals, achievements that don't necessarily have to stem around our survival. This podcast is a goal of mine. It's not about my survival at all. But it's a vision that I have and I'm working towards. So don't just live because then you're just surviving. So get some things in your life. Hopefully positive, And then start living. Well, thank you for listening to We Talk. You listen. I will bring you more content. Got another show with Teddy T. Uh, for those who like that. The two men's experience. Um, I'm going to do another show with him in the next coming week. Um, got an interview also scheduled. Uh, I'll leave him nameless, but... Uh, I got an interview scheduled also, so that'll be interesting. And that's kind of it right now on the horizon. So just stay tuned. Uh, remember to favorite the podcast. That's how you'll get the notifications when new material drops, but new material will be dropping daily. So you never have to worry about that. Um, and once you go ahead and subscribe, make sure you also get your cold cups. All right. I will talk to you later.